Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta. Today, we get the pleasure of speaking with somebody who's very important to me. He is the producer of our show, and he's a man of many talents. Please welcome to the studio, Tori Pendergrass. Hello there. That sounds really anticlimactic. <laughs> is that how you want to greet our listeners? Hi there, listeners. Welcome to Radically Loved. <laughs> So, honey, I wanted to bring you on this show because it is February and we are getting close to that one Hallmark holiday that makes us celebrate being in love. So I want you to tell our listeners all the ways that you are in love with me. Mm, I think that's what this is about. It has nothing to do with telling you, the listener. Uh, she just wants to hear it. Um, well, why don't you? Why don't we start by telling them? Um, well, actually, we'll start with this. You know, I get a lot of questions. You know, I work with a, a lot of uh, clients and people that uh, are always questioning how to make their relationship better or how to get into a healthy relationship. And you and I have definitely stood the test of time. We've been together for over a decade, and happily. I may add, most of the time. And I get a lot of questions from people asking me, what, what is the trick or like, what is the secret to being in a successful relationship or a happy relationship at that? And I try to answer it as honestly as I can. And by saying that, I mean that it's always, it's not always easy. You know, I try to be really real with, with people asking. And I think that there's a lot of, a lot of facets to the whole of a relationship. There's a lot of moving parts and moving components and definitely a lot of compromise that needs to happen. So in saying all that, I guess the topic for today's show is how to maintain a happy relationship or how to have a real substantial relationship to relationship. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we have been together a long time. And I, and I think the secret to that, if there is such a thing, would be um, knowing, knowing the boundaries, knowing and having the respect for each other and our place within the relationship. We're both obviously A-type personalities. That's and so, not obvious at all. Um, there's a point when we can push the buttons and there's a point when we can actually submit a little bit and say, okay, I, I might not be right this time. And, and just knowing it and being honest and, and accepting that fact. Tell me a little bit more about the pushing the buttons. Well. Obviously, in any relationship, everybody knows how to push your mate's buttons. And if you are saying that you don't or that you don't intentionally push the buttons, you're lying. I'll call you straight out right now. And I do it. You do it. And it's just part of being in relationships. We, you know, it's like children. So uh, the they, they push the boundaries to see how far they can go with whatever it is they want. Is that the key then to push your mate's buttons? No, obviously not. That's not the key. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I think knowing the limits and knowing when you can push and when you can't push and, and having the respect for uh, your mate and, and what their needs are, maybe at that particular moment, they're more needy for uh, 
attention or they're more uh, needy in the respect of, I don't know, maybe they're feeling blue and they just need a little more than they normally would. And, and you have to be able to recognize that and kind of go, okay, it's, it's not about me at the moment. Let's, let's try and figure this out. So there's a fair share of compromise in relationships. Oh, obviously. I think always. I think that's, that's probably one of the biggest keys is, is the compromise and, and knowing that, you know, compromise and, and respect. Just going, okay, you know, it's, now it's my turn and, and now it's your turn. So no matter what it is, just knowing those boundaries. And, and you know what? I think a big one is not being a grudger, not holding on to old shit, not uh, letting a bickering or something that somebody says uh, get to you too, too terribly hard because, again, we all will push each other's buttons. And then, you know, knowing when to take that to heart and when to just kind of go, well, I was just being a dick right now and that's it. Don't take it personally, you know, sorry. Um, sorry, I'm not sorry. Sorry, I'm not sorry. <laughs> you know, sorry, you made me be a dick. <laughs> I think that part of this whole thing is to kind of develop a realistic view or a realistic sort of perception of what relationship really is. You know, I, I think that there's a common misconception with a lot of people that they think that being in a relationship is just once you find somebody that you get along with and you have things in common and they fit into your perfect box, that that's it. Like then you're everything's great and you fit a list of check marks that I wanted to check off and and that's everything's great, right? And so I'll kind of go a little a little bit off topic but but it's all in the same vein of talking about relationship in respect to how people view it from the outside right so for example people look at us and and typically we convey this you know pretty strong and solid couple that's that's gets along and likes to be around each other and for the most part we're pretty happy and pretty content not to say that that's not true but i think that you know those ugly little bits of us that come out, those are the parts that, that people don't see, right? And I think that those are the things that people don't talk about in relationship because people often, I feel like, are fueled by that mythical ideal that relationship is not supposed to be plagued with conflict or it's supposed to have you know, those moments of disagreeance when all of a sudden that happens, people think, oh, I'm with the wrong person or, oh, I'm not in the right place, right? Does that make sense? Sure, and uh, you know, I think it kind of goes back to what we all say, and, and I think Katie Silcox actually put it quite nicely, eloquently in her podcast with you about social media and, and the perceptions that we have, and the fact that it's not all shiny, glossy uh, stuff that people think it is. And, it, and that's okay. That's, that's the meat and the potatoes of a relationship. And that's what makes relationships fun. You know, if everything was always easy, I've always said this, what fun would it be? Because then it would just get boring. You know, you need the ups and the downs. Um, hopefully more ups than, than downs, obviously. But uh, it's, it's finding that balance and, and knowing, knowing your place within that at that moment, you know. Yeah, I mean, she, 
you know, just talking about Katie, you know, and talking about one of the things that she brought up when, when we were talking to her was that uh, we're talking about catalyst for change and what you're saying, it's like it, if it was always easy, what would be the fun? And I mean, it's the same thing with our yoga practice. It's like the minute that it becomes difficult, that's when people start to kind of go away or they, they start to become a, uh, they create that aversion. Sure. And, and, you know, our society has made it so easy to just give up on things or, oh, uh, you know, I, he looked at me wrong or he looked at another woman and I'm gonna, I want a divorce. And then, you know, it, it just, it just seems so easy to just bow out. And I don't know, uh, that's not how I'm structured. I, I just tend to, uh, I don't say you should stick around through thick and thin uh, if it's just awful, but is it really that awful? Is there really something that much better or are you going to be just as miserable? Maybe you need to look at yourself. You know, sometimes I think we need to look at ourselves and kind of go, well, why am I not happy in this situation? Like what's going on here? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I just diverted the question. No, or... <laughs> you, you answered it. But, you know, actually, I want to I want to elaborate a little bit more on what you said as, as far as how you are structured, because you are a certain type of man. And we've you and I have had this discussion before and sometimes amongst friends um, about, you know, your role as a man. Right. And so uh, my little book club we had we read this book called uh, A Woman's Worth by Marianne Williamson. And in this book, she talks about these, you know, different archetypes and, and things. And anyway, in the book club, we kind of, you know, we trailed off into this, this talking about our roles as women and our roles as men. And so my question to you is, you know, you're talking about how you're structured a certain way. So you recognize that you have a certain role in our relationship. But just as a man... How do you feel about your role in society? Well, I, th I think as a, as a man or, you know, as a guy, I think we all fall prey to the, the fact that we have to um, step up and take care of our mate. And, you know, we are the, you know, the breadwinners and we are the ones who, you know, keep the house safe. And we are the ones, you know, there's a lot of pressure on that because that's what, you know, men typically are. That's what men were, real men back in the day, you know. Uh, What's happened? Came with a lot of, well, they, they also came with a lot of faults, though, too. So to their own detriment, they were men. They took care of the household. They, you know, they ruled the roost. But I think there came a price with that. Um, you know, we all have to be selfish to a certain degree. And so like those kind of guys might, you know, work 20 hours a day. They were never around because they were providing for the household, you know. And so you didn't question it. You didn't question what they did. You didn't question their authority, you know. And so I think there again comes that balance where I'm self-employed. I could work 18, 20 hours a day. And I, and I do put in a lot of hours, but... I also can tell when you are maybe feeling a little neglected or you're feeling like you need a little more attention that particular day. And, and I might have to submit to that and kind of go, okay, it's not about me at the moment. And then there may be times when you try to push, you're, you're pushing that, that envelope going, well, let's just hang out. And it's like, I can't do it today. I really have to 
you know, handle my business today. So I think that that's actually, I'm really glad you, you bring that point up because I think it's actually really important to be able to make room for separateness. I think that's actually one of the things that attributes to our success as a unit is to have that separateness, to be able to create space for each other and then again for each other, right? So, so I think that's important, especially again, because I am also self-employed and so we kind of are respond, which is great, right? It's a double-edged sword like a lot of things because we're able to create our own schedule and make time for whatever it is that we want to do. But also, um, you know, it, it can kind of backfire a little bit on, on us, right? So I think that, that our ability to create that separateness to, you know, let each other know when we need space or when we're working. And I think that we both kind of have, for the most part, respect for that time and that, that space. So, yeah, I think, I think it's, um, I think that's really, really important for us to, to address that. Sure. And, and, you know, on another note for, for all of our, uh, perfections or imperfections as humans, I think we need to, uh, address that and, and understand that within the relationship. And, and we might think that we are the perfect mate, but we might not be, or we might not be doing all that we can within the relationship to make it a stronger unit. But how do you come, so right, so like if there's a couple out there that's struggling with a no-win outcome, what sort of advice would you give to them? Well, again, it comes down to respect. And I think that's a huge thing within relationships. It's, it's respecting your mate, respecting their points of view, respecting what they do, and understanding that they're doing it for a certain reason. You know, I've said this to you a few times where you might be on me about something in particular. And I'm like, look, I'm on your team. I'm, I'm here as our unit. I'm working with you on on our team. You might not think so at the moment because we're butting heads over something, but you know, and, and I think that's where it comes down to is just being that team unit working together to accomplish something, not to, we are two individuals obviously, but you know, there is a collective. And so, um, you know, that's just something that, that you have to know and accept. And, and that's where sometimes couples, I think, fail because they're, they're too resistant or they're too stubborn or uh, self-centered or whatever you want to call it. They, they're just like, no, it's my way or nothing. And I don't really succumb to that because, you know, there's a lot of stuff in this world that I know quite a bit about. And there's a lot more in this world that you know quite a bit about. And I think knowing our place and going, okay, uh, you know. I'm not going to try and control our unit. I'm going to get along with our unit. This is what, what it brought up. Our ideals, right, or the way that we want our partner to be in relationship. So that's kind of another thing that I want to talk about is this whole, you know, thing. It's like, okay, if an issue can't be solved, right, because someone has the issue, right? So let's just, we'll, we'll say that there's an issue in the relationship that can't be solved, 
unless you're able to communicate what, what the problem is and you're both willing to come to a compromise, it's not, it's not going to work. Sure, right? and, so one and I'll bring up an example. Because oh, I'm sure people are, are absolutely curious. They're like, well, like what? Oh, and, great. Uh, your life, your world is yoga. I come from a professional dance background. And, and yoga was kind of, at that point, for me anyway, the antithesis of a classical ballet background. Yoga was way slow. It really just wasn't, it wasn't my thing. Um, as much as I do love participating in yoga classes, it's not part of my world. And, and you, when you started getting into yoga, you really wanted it to be part of our thing. You wanted to, for us to share it together. You wanted me to be involved. And, and it just... Backfired. It, I don't want to say it backfired, but I mean, you know, but I have a full respect for what you do. And I have a full respect for yoga. And, and you have now come full circle and can respect the fact that it's just not part of my ingrainment. And so we've come to that mutual ground where it's like, okay, um, it is what it is. And, and sometimes you have to just call it what it is and be accepting of that and go, yeah, you know, I fully respect what you do and, and I love it and I'll, I'll be your biggest advocate. But you just have to know that I'm, I'm probably not going to be there in class as many times or whenever or ever when you want. <laughs> like, uh, or never. <laughs> but example, like example, this coming Friday, she invited me to a class and I said, yeah, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go and I'm fully committed and want to go. And I'm very excited. We're going to go take a class with Jill Naus. Yeah. And so, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And um, we're going to have live music And there again comes that, that, that bit of compromise. It's not a compromise per se, but you know, I could have been resistant and went, nope, you know, this isn't part of my life, but it, that's just not, that's not healthy. You know, right. we have to be able to give and take a little bit in both. So, okay. Um, thank you for sharing how outing us bold and stubborn I can be. Um, I suspect a lot of it has to do with, uh, social media and, and I don't want to make social media the big bad you know, we love social thing, media. you know, the big elephant in the room, but it is, uh, it has its place and it, and then it doesn't have its plates. And, and I think that kind of goes across the board for a lot of stuff. And so when you're, um, reliant on things like, how uh, Snapchat and the, Oh honey, you don't even know the things that are out there. Oh. There's a swiping one. It's there's Tinder. Tinders and there's, all of these. Yeah, uh, so there you go. I'm, okay, Cupid and there's Match.com and, and there's. And listen, I've got friends that that have met. It was weird years ago uh, to meet on a on an online dating thing, and and that has become the norm now. Mm -hmm. But that's an online dating system. These, these apps, these instant gratification things that like these hookup things, um, I don't know. I suspect it creates a weirdness within that world and it kind of, I don't know how it can't not create a weirdness. Um, it just, I've talked to people and they disagree with me, but I, I just don't see it because you're, you're losing that, that. Mystery. social and that social connection yeah um even though it's supposed to be social media but you're you're losing that personal social attention that you might get um 
meeting someone, whether it be in the workplace or, uh, I don't know, at a bar or a club or yeah, but whatever, wherever but, people meet. But can I say something about that? The, the thing about, and again, because you have maybe because you've been out of the game so long, you know, nowadays that's the only way to communicate. I mean, well, absolutely. Media there is there like, are no, there, the, that's the new norm. Yeah. And, and it seems to be, that's why it's affecting people, I think, because it's kind of mm. become this thing where now people are just awkward. They're, they're, we're missing that, that pers- personal connection with people because we're, we're so completely disconnected. I don't know, it puts our lives into a weird cycle where you become reliant on seeing, I mean, South Park did an episode, right? Where people, the girl, the girlfriends were all photoshopped and it was like, oh, hey, right. look at my girlfriend. And you know, it was, it was all about what was on his, his phone and the perception of who you want people to perceive or how you want people oh, right, to perceive it was you. Showing, everyone was showing the pictures of instead of the real people, right? Yeah. And so, anyway, I don't know. Anyway, I love the fact that you referenced South Park during our relationship little segment. That's fantastic. We're normal. Yeah, we're totally normal. And, and I think it's important for people to kind of get that, you know, like to see that we are two people that support each other, but we also have differences. And it's, it's really about knowing each other and, and even getting to know each other again as we continue on our own path to self-exploration and evolution. Because you and I started dating when, you know, I was 20 and you were in your early 30s. And so there is a time uh, we do have an age gap, but it didn't matter because you were so immature anyway. So it was just, <laughs> it was like I was dating a 20 year old, so it didn't even matter. But I, we are not the same people, right? See, and that's not true. She was really mature. Uh, I don't know about that. It doesn't matter. It's okay. See, there you go. I'm not going to take a grudge. I'm not so, going to take a grudge. Okay, let that. it go. Let it go. Let it go. All right. So I think it's important for people to kind of know that we have, you know, worked on our relationship and it's not always been easy and we have had some rough patches and we've had moments where we questioned our relationship and questioned whether this is what we wanted and I think it's important to kind of just let people know that this is normal it's what happens in relationship you know and we're just like everyone else we're trying to figure it out we don't have a manual for the secret to a healthy relationship I mean I think that there are many pointers that we can give but as far as having the keys I I don't know that anybody has them well to go back to what you said I never questioned us, <laughs> but I know you did. And I respected that. That was okay. It was like, okay, it's not, I'm not going to try and convince you otherwise. We're, we're obviously, we were going through it. Um, I wasn't having the same kind of issues with whatever the issue was at the moment as you were. But then again, I don't analyze people's lives and I don't analyze my own life to the, to the degree that you do, because it's part of your job. It's what you do. It's part of your nature. So, uh, saying that, um, I still had to recognize and respect and understand your place and go, well, and have faith that it was going to, uh, work itself out. And obviously whatever beefs you were having at the moment with me, recognize that and make some changes. And so, not to finger point or anything, but that's just, you know, the plain truth of the matter. I mean, it's really one of those things where 
uh, you, you manage it the best you can. And, and sometimes people, I think, just aren't willing to do the work. They just simply don't want to put in the effort. They don't want to do the work. They just, they want it to be easy. Right. And that's, that's basically what I, what I wanted you to, to speak to was that, that it's, it's work, right? It wasn't like, okay, you just let the dust settle from whatever it is that I was going through or questioning or having issues with. I think that the fact of the matter was that you were, you were willing to, to work. You were willing to create change to the best of your capacity to make things work. And I was willing to uh, meet you halfway, right? So we were both kind of willing to, to do what it took to make, to make things work. Sure. I mean, it's a beautifully flawed situation, you know, typically that's what, what these things are, you know, and you have to be able to look at it in, in the big picture. I think it's important that we both really establish the safety to be able to share and not fear that the other person's just going to leave. Right. Cause I think that that's a big thing of why people don't talk about things. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. And, and, you know, look, since we're, having kind of full disclosure with our, our audience. Oh God, here audience. we go. Do I you mean, love how I'm not the one saying anything? You're just airing out our hey, dirty laundry. That's okay. That's, that's great. You, you wanted to, you wanted to interview me. So, um, you know, a few hours ago we had a little rift and <laughs> I didn't like her. I gotta be honest. I, I even told her, I said, I don't, I love you, but I do not like you right now. I do not want to do this interview right now because we're not in a, we're not in a healthy spot. Like we're, we're, it's just not going to, you know, it's not going to be real. Oh, and it would have been real. It just would have been it, a different kind of real. Sure. And, and, but at the same time, my point is there's no grudging going on. There's no like, oh, well, you know, and it takes like days to get over it. Just get over your shit. You know what I mean? Don't hold on to it. Don't, it, it, none of it in the big picture is that big of a deal. And, you know, just learn to, Stand up and, and from coming from a guy, be a man and just go, hey, it's okay. You know, people have disagreements, people, people fight, people argue, whatever. That's okay. We're all human. Let it go. It's old shit. Wow. You're just full of just those golden nuggets. Hey, we're in the big leagues now, man. <laughs> As my brother would say. So that is fantastic. I think that... Part of what attributes to our success also is our ability to, to definitely feel supported and, and to feel like we're each other's coach, right? So mm -hmm. I just want to ask you if there's listeners out there who are in relationship and maybe having a hard time or trying to figure out how to create a better relationship or trying to find a healthy relationship, what advice would you give those people? You know, I would say don't pressure your mate. Don't rush your mate. Like everybody's on their own agenda, you know, but, but I've always, I, I don't know. I feel like as an outsider, I say, you know, Little girls are raised to think that there's a certain schedule. You've got to be, you know, in a relationship by a certain age and you have to be married by a certain age and you have to have kids by a certain age and you have to like, 
you have to live your life by these set of rules that have been set into these deep-rooted traditions for, for many years. And I'll be the f first guy to admit I'm not a traditionalist in any way, shape, or form. Um, and so saying that, knowing where you're at in, in your own headspace and where your mate's at and, and respecting that and kind of going, okay, um, I'm not going to sit here and, and rush you into something that you don't necessarily feel comfortable with. It's not that they don't want to be there. It's just they don't feel comfortable with that situation at the moment. And, and that's okay. Um, you know, but you have to also recognize if you're being obviously used or, or, or something like that. But I don't know. Am I answering that question? Yes, I think so. Um, because I think that's important. I mean, we've been together a long time. We're not married. We are engaged. Um, but had we been on your schedule, you were a lot younger than I was. Things may have been different, you know, because you thought there was a certain there was a certain precedence that had to be set by a certain age. Yeah, I mean, I definitely did. I mean, when I first met Tori, I was like already calling him my husband and like I knew that he was going to be with me forever and I had an agenda like I wanted to get married and I wanted to have the family and I wanted to have a home and I wanted all of those things and and I was again very young and knowing that Tori side note he has never ever ch changed his stance on on being a traditionalist so I knew that he wasn't going to want the traditional things and so in the beginning I definitely bucked the system a little bit because I did what I know a lot of women out there do and I was like oh I could change that you know I can definitely make him want these things and I he'll change after a couple of years like I just have to give him some time and I think that when he didn't, I, I really had to ask myself, like, what was more important for me? Was it more important for me to have these things, you know, have a wedding and have kids and do this whole traditional thing? Or was it more important for me to be with somebody that loved me and that was loyal and that was honest and was there for me just as a human being? And I obviously chose to, to, to keep the individual and let go of this ideal. And I, I think that that attributed to a lot of our success in, in the years after was just really letting go of that, that need or that ideal or whatever it is that that was for me. Um, so, so I appreciate the fact that he in a way, kind of just stuck to, to his own beliefs because it was important for me to kind of just see that because the way he saw it was, you know, a piece of paper or a celebration wasn't going to change the way that he felt about me. And I just didn't get that because in my mind, in my agenda, I needed to have all of those things. Like that was part of something that I wanted in my life so wholeheartedly that I knew if I didn't get it, then it would not be right. And had we gone down that path, we probably would have been divorced by now. For because sure. it is so easy to, people just pull the trigger, they get married, then they get divorced when things don't work out. You know, and, and I think it's really important to get to know someone. And that takes a long time. We do 
uh, we do evolve as humans. We do a lot of changing, especially in our 20s, especially in our 30s, you know? So being able to recognize that and, and roll with the punches, I think, is a really critical thing, you know? So many people I know will start dating someone and they're immediately getting married. And you know what? More power to them. It's just not my way, you know? And I, and I wish them the best. But I'm like, how are you guys getting married right now? You don't know each other yet. And it's true. They don't know each other. You can call me a dick all day long, but it's absolutely true. They cannot possibly actually know each other. I feel like Rosie and I know each other at this point. And we are now engaged. And who knows what's going to happen in the future. So, um, you know, whether she actually goes through with and decides <laughs> to marry know, me at this like, point, I have no idea. It's like, but okay, so let's just give the listeners a little background. That, you know, you can't knock a guy for trying. I have to be, you know, and, and jealousy will be the first killer of all of it. Oh, for sure. And trust. You got to have trust. So I trust her. I'm not jealous. She has to trust me, not be jealous. It's all good. I'm a little jealous. Well, she can, she's got that Latina, that spicy Latina in her. Yeah, so she gets, I'm yeah. a little jelly for she, sure. I don't but, like it. but there's no reason to be because I don't go around flirting with people and there's not anybody trying to pick me up i'm an old guy now so oh honey those there people try and pick you up all the time no after this podcast you're gonna have all kinds of girls emailing you (laughs) (laughs) for advice and tori likes to take girls on tea dates so he'll definitely take you out on a tea date if you want to ask him some more questions (laughs) (laughs) okay sorry so in closing sorry i'm not sorry that's gonna be like my catchphrase so in, in closing our little segment, because obviously we live together and I can talk to you all day about these things because you're so much fun. Okay, Mr. Tory Pendergrass. So closing thoughts, what sort of advice would you give to our couples listening out there, our single ladies and single men out there listening to the podcast? What, what advice would you give to them in regards to being in a healthy relationship or finding a healthy relationship or just being awesome? Wow. Um, I don't know that I'm qualified to give any advice to anyone. But in my experience, I would say take the desperation out of it. Just be yourself. Be cool. Do what you do. You know, don't worry about trying to find a mate. This can go for, for single women or guys, you know. Desperation is not attractive. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get a job or trying to get a relationship. You know, the minute somebody smells desperation, you're either going to A, get taken advantage of, or B, just get completely taken out of the running because it's just not an attractive quality. quality. You know, people like to see uh, confident people who have their shit together. And so work on yourself, work on your own shit, work on just being a better human. And I think, uh, it'll all work itself out. It's, it always seems to. And, and before you know it, you'll be looking back going, wow, I've been with this person for five years and they're awesome. And I wasn't even looking and there you have it. 
Call me in five years and let me know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be all thanks to you. I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Tori Pendergrass, everyone. I wish we had a little button that had like people clapping and things. Maybe that's a little thing that you can add on there. Or a laugh track. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Or dogs barking. Oh, no, we already got all that. Um, okay, well, thank you thank for you. being amazing. I love you so thank much. Thank you for being amazing. I love you so much. And uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Radically Loved Radio. For more information, you can go to radicallyloved.com. You can follow me on all the social media outlets, Instagram at Rosie Acosta, Twitter at Rosie Acosta, Love Radically on Facebook. And I'm sure there's a bunch of other things that I'm not mentioning, but I'm sure you will find them if you're looking for them. Thanks for listening.